If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. This is The Change Physician, episode 254. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I am Melissa Cady, the challenge doctor, with our cross-eyed Dr. Kevin Kikaro (laughs) from the West Coast, uh, bringing you another episode and a discussion about something we were talking about off the air. Um, Many times, uh, you know, the things that are marketed out there can be, you know, transformational or immediate or, you know, that you know, amazing pill or the before and after pictures. And, um, but we're discussing how a lot of times the most exciting or beneficial health benefits can come from like the most boring, unexciting, less marketable habits that are like really critical to implement on a more than, uh, more than not basis. So, um, anything you want to start off with there, Kevin, uh, as it relates to that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the the critical thing is all the exciting results that everybody pictures. I mean, in this Instagram worthy thing where you're svelte and muscular or happy or whatever, the foundation for those are really kind of boring. And um, I mean, I think that's the part that gets lost is there's this focus on really short term gains and short term quick you know, the magic pill, that's like the, the marketing thing is what find the magic pill or at least find the magic pill you can market in order to sell something, the magic kind of formula or whatever. Um, but there really isn't one. And you have to just kind of focus on these key modalities in order to maintain your health um, and to improve. And, and I mean, most people know that you need to sleep well, that your food that you that you eat has an impact on your health, that your movement and muscle mass have an impact on your health. And avoiding certain bad things, toxins, kind of whether those are people, places, and or substances is key, smoking being the one of the big ones. And last one, which doesn't get as much attention and probably is outside the scope of this, but is your connections, your familiar connections. And there's a lot of data on all those. Mm-hmm. And uh, diet and weight loss and, and, and fitness is such a, I mean, it's one of the biggest markets in the world. It's one of the top like three of the big kind of major categories when you kind of look at what people are selling. Um, but, the, but to, it's really, it's just, it's just, it's just, there's really, it's just a focus on the key things. These short key things will give you the best results. And yeah. from a personal example, it kind of started all this stuff is um, like, let's, you know, way back when, like when you were doing your athletics and stuff and I was the fat kid, like when I was in junior high and things, you know, I was the chunk. I wore, wore the hefty pants. If anybody remember what those hefty pants were, <laughs> and I remember being very excited when my waist finally equaled the length of my pants. That was an amazing thing. And then you went through puberty and you dropped a bunch of weight and blah blah blah. And I worked out some when I was a senior in high school, but I never kept up with fitness. Was never a a habit in my life, and so because of that, I would have these kind of fluctuations up and down and as you become more sedentary. So, and you, you kind of change your eating. So I gained a bunch of weight in college. When I left college, I didn't, wasn't going out and drinking beer all the time and eating chicken wings at two in the morning. And so then my weight plummeted. And, and then in 
I was pretty healthy going in medical school and then medical school obviously gets busy and it's not. And then it, it was just kind of this yo-yo thing. Cause it was, I didn't have a habit of health. Yeah. And um, it kind of came to a head about, God, I'm not, it's like five years ago now, which is really, really weird to me. Um, I would like exercise consistently. Actually probably eight years ago, I would be exercising consistently and then almost without fail, approximately just before Thanksgiving, things would fall off the rails. Like, Food would come in and family and you'd get busy and then you wouldn't exercise because I didn't make it simple. And then it would be like months and months and then you would redo it again. So it was over and over. And about five or six years ago, I became much more consistent in exercise, accelerated by the pandemic. But what I really kind of noticed was, um, you know, what do people say? Like people say you need to know, you don't necessarily, you know, know what you're eating have a, a plan for consistency this is and um and that that those those short cons being consistent over long periods of time is much more is more likely to end in a successful outcome rather than these kind of short-term things yeah. and uh, the first thing i started with was finding a consistent form of exercise that fit me mm -hmm. and you know what and then once you know what the keys are is to set set up your environment for success. So some people go to the gym. Well, the gym doesn't, didn't work for me. Well, like I have had gym managers in the past and they have been fun if you had a lifting partner, but in the place that I was in, we have a gym literally less than a quarter, like about a quarter mile down the street from us, down a hill. And all you have to do is right there. Briefly had a gym members when we moved here. And then very quickly, I realized I wasn't using it. And, um, if, if you're a type of person who needs that external thing and you have a history of when I go to the gym, I'm going to work out, then you need a gym membership. If you're not, or you're like me, you're a little bit more introverted. I have to make things as simple as possible, such that the default option for me to say, I'm not going to exercise today. I have to come to terms with the fact that I am being lazy and I'm actively choosing not to exercise today because there's no barriers to it for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, this comes with complexity of workout plans. Uh, I, you know, I, was doing for a while um the beach body ones which which actually quite I, I enjoyed but then that you start getting a little uh you know did those for about three or four months and then you kind of get tired of doing the same thing all the time supposedly um which is funny because over the last two and a half years i've been doing the same almost the same exercise for yeah. two and a half years um but it was it's it's you know just making things easy and then the other thing I was, was when my weight wasn't changing, despite exercising more, I was doing lots and lots and lots of cardio and my weight wasn't going down. Key caveat being, I wasn't monitoring what I eat. I don't eat a lot of processed foods, but I wasn't like actually being mindful of what I ate. I never lost weight. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, well, I'm going to lift, I'm going to lift heavy weights and I'm just going to, you know, I'll get stronger. And what had happened is then I'm consistently exercising with heavy weights my weight never went down, but my muscle composition changed. Mm -hmm. And um, and now I'm at the point where the, the last key is, so my sleep is okay. It's improved from what it was 10 years ago. I'm, we're not going to that. My exercise is consistent because I have a plan that's very, very simple. That's what I need. Some people want complexity and change, and you can do that. But for me, I have to, the knowing I'm doing literally one to two exercises with a kettlebell that do a full body range of motion and full body exercise. And if I'm doing that, uh, I was doing that, I'm down doing three times a week. So I'm actually having increased time for my body to rest because I'm using heavier weights. 
and I'm, and at this point in time, I can feel the muscle composition kind of like my muscles are getting bigger. And now my weight's going up, if that makes any sense. And I don't want my weight to go up anymore. I want to get the fat contact down. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the final point where I have to do the really, really boring stuff of actually being mindful of what I eat. Yes. And it just, it just blows my mind though, because we have all these, it, it, it's not easy, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but it's relatively simple. And we can all do it because there's tons of resources out here on, on this. Like if anybody has comp, like, where do I start? I mean, there, there's so, I mean, the first thing I would recommend is start doing an exercise program and just figure out what it is that the barriers are for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what mine is, I am inherently a lazy individual, like anything that gets in the way to derail something that I'm not super excited about doing will easily get me off track. So I have to make sure that everything's simple, not complex. I know what I'm doing. And then I, and, and that I can literally step out of my door and do it right now. Yeah. And that's, that's my kettlebells are sitting in my living room, which is about 20 feet away from me right now, simply because I walk by them every time. And if, until I've done them for the day, they're right there and I know I'm going to have to do them. So, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. You, uh, of course I'm, I'm making all these notes cause you made me think of some other things, but right when you started talking, okay, this whole thing about you know, how health can be so much better, more exciting from our boring like habits. I immediately thought about saving money versus the lottery. Like Mm -hmm. it is, it is, it is a perfect example of how saving money is like this. It's a discipline. It's boring. It's not exciting. In fact, it feels like you're taking a little something away from yourself (laughs) in a way, or you could say you're paying yourself, however you want to look at it um, versus like this, you know, excitement and uh, amazing, like opportunity to win like hundreds of millions of dollars in a lottery, which a lot of it goes towards back to the government anyway. um, But you're also spending the money that you every time and losing money if you're not winning. (laughs) So um, it's just an interesting concept of just the habits for saving can really create an amazing outcome later in life. Um, but it's, it's more long-sighted versus the short-sighted, um, you know, great if you won the lottery, but you know, it's, there's no guarantee and the odds are not in your favor. Um, but the, you know, and I talked about the before and after pictures. I've always, I've always felt like it's so incredible how the human mind can be so, um, enamored or, or drawn into these drastic changes that really took time, but they, they warp speeded it for you <laughs> to make it seem like, oh my God, this is the thing. When in fact, these boring habits many times could have gotten you those same results. It's just, um, like you said, some people don't acquire those. And which is really important for parents or children to model certain behaviors and habits early in life so that, like you said, you didn't have habits and you struggled and didn't, you know, you had to create this for yourself with simplicity. Um, some of the things that we've talked about before on this podcast are, are things for implementing change. Um, you talked about the environment. So sometimes that can be, you know, like you said, you just put, you just put the, the kettlebells right in your way <laughs> where you're almost tripping on them. And then there's accountability. Um, it could be a, a partner. Um, 
sometimes you need to kind of to figure out what you need to do first of all is reverse engineer like what would it take for me to get to this whatever goal it is but many times just going from doing nothing to something even if just walking can be huge creating a convenience i personally found like anything that required like putting a lot of equipment on myself like skiing <laughs> or or things that are far away um and skiing uh in austin texas um like those things aren't real practical um for me my favorite thing to do would just be literally walk out the door i don't jog or run as much as i used to but that was like my lowest maintenance easiest thing to go do of course i'd been used to working into that running you know my body was adapted to it so i wasn't killing myself or paying the consequences the following few days um and uh or pairing it with other activities so i have a new puppy um so you know that they need to go for a walk or you you can pair it with something that needs to be done anyway you get your walk dog gets their walk that's kind of an obvious thing um you could pair it with another activity you already do um you know you could be going to the mall for a you know a, i don't know buy something you make yourself do several more laps while you're there like all very uh paired type activities um and like you said, you kind of decrease the thinking part. If you put in too much energy, you make it too complex and people aren't really going to, you know, they're, they're going to default <laughs> to, to being lazy. I would say most people are, are like you, Kevin, like it's just, it's just human nature. Um, if it's not for survival and you don't have to do it in that moment, it's going to be ignored. Um, so it's really that having that foresight to understand that in order to have this amazing um exciting health that you got to put in the boring work on the back end so um any thoughts about some of the things i said uh well i just kind of you know add on there i don't think i have really exciting health i have good health like well, but, <laughs> you for, but look you know we're in the medical field like we see really bad stuff from completely oh, yeah, yeah. neglected health like yeah and and i think people, that's the you frustrating might be exciting thing. kevin you might be exciting to somebody else well and, and that's like the the you know the comparison we tend to compare to something aspirational versus yeah. looking back and you know you can move drive some dissatisfaction oh yeah i i mean that and that's the um that movement is the key and i think i think that's our as a perspective as physicians that we have you know with the backgrounds that we have is the fact that so much of what is walking through the door and the people are presenting with mm -hmm. is preventable. Mm -hmm. And, um, you, you know, ob obesity being one thing, not the only thing, but really it's this, it's the, it's the foods that we eat. It's the movement that we do or not do. And it's the mass that we lift or don't lift that are, are these really foundational variables. And I think at some point people think, well, they can't do it. And something is always better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, just doing even that little thing consistently over time has more results than the pills that are being prescribed and coming in all the time. And the people, you know, people come in with fatigue, people come with this, uh, you know, a sundry of, of symptoms, you're not feeling good, joints that ache, this, that, the other thing, bad digestion, constipation, difficulty with fat, abscesses and sores when they're getting in these, you know, these pockets of adipose tissue. And man, I mean, the, the, the just starting somewhere mm -hmm. is key and exercise. So 
food gets a lot of attention. And there's a reason why I'm actually, as I said, I'm actually focusing on the food part right now, the macronutrition. But I, I think from a from a movement standpoint, just doing some sort of movement every day, no matter what age you are, and lifting something heavily, uh, that could be every day if it's not super heavy, but if you're doing heavy stuff at least three to four times a week, it, it is not that complex. I have a comment. Uh, yeah. Two, two examples just in the last few days of people and what they say that and I feel like this is one of the the most important messages, and it's an intangible, but believing in change, it sounds so simple. But I have people I met that said, "Oh, yoga's not for me. I am stiff. I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do the yoga. I'm like, you're the person that needs to do the yoga, or you know, you don't call it yoga. Call it movement. Call it." increasing your range of motion you don't have to like you know put this like yoga cap on and say i'm doing yoga are you gonna say something no i was that's where all the marketing comes in it's like you name it something else like mobility work or um yeah i don't know i i i'm gonna make someone mad but i was gonna say like pilates or whatever but i mean they're all movement yeah they're just different like methods of like um you know sometimes it's micro movements or it's like holds or it's like you know, more frequent, you know, vinyasa, like they have all these like different ways of doing the movement, but it's like always comes down to the thing I feel, I feel I have a strong belief about, but also you can see it, how important it is that a variety, not just of nutrition, but a variety of movement. Like if you don't take your body there, don't be surprised. It can't go there later. And well, so don't, but I guess the other thing is you don't have to, that's something that doesn't even be forced. If you don't like yoga, nobody's saying you have to do yoga, do no. something else. There's a, there's a million different forms of movement that you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, yeah. that was my whole point is like your body can get better at movement. It can get better to a certain degree, whatever your, you know, genetic abilities are. Um, if you have a structural limitation, like there's different things, but those tissues are, malleable they can change or constant what were you gonna say well I, I was like oh i think this is what, what you're really kind of getting at here is that people what? say i can't you know i can't do yoga because i'm so stiff well okay. what you really i think what you're basically saying is well you need to do something so that you're not a stiff yeah right? and it, it and it's sort of like oh i can't um you know I, I can't walk or i can't run because i get short of breath well you better do something so that you improve your shortness of breath Right. You know, oh my my and 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 that's the irony of it all. I, I know. And it's like, you know, you don't have to, you know, not being able to touch your toes. Um you're not gonna touch your toes the first day, but bending over and stretching is yeah. something you can do. And if you do, you know, that every single day over 20 days, 30 days, a hundred days, two hundred days, it is I, I would wager it's physiologically impossible that there's not gonna be change there if you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. And and it is also their mind, like what's happening in that moment, what's happening to these people, the way that they're saying it, they get frustrated because they can't do it. It's like, well, you need to be patient with the process and understand the body can change and just go through the motions and it will change. And then you'll be less frustrated. And then I, it's just this weird, crazy, like vicious cycle that I well, see. And, and I do think that becomes it, it, knowing who you are and what works for you, you know, some people want to are, um, 
you know, where you're, you're goal oriented and you're trying to achieve this goal. Some people are tracking oriented. Some people are, you know, retrograde. They look back to see where they've come and that's the most motivating for you. Um, just, you have to understand what motivates you and demotivates you. Mm-hmm. I am not a huge, um, if I'm looking too far ahead, the way my brain works, that it becomes a demotivator because my brain keeps looking way, way out in the future for things that that aren't now. Like in people, well, look what you've done. And I'm like, well, I didn't do this. And that yeah. becomes a demotivator for me. Mm-hmm. What does really work for me mm-hmm. is tracking. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing, the what, what you measure matters, matters. And so literally tracking things every day and or what I'm doing, it provides a little sense of gain that I'm like, oh, I did it. And two, it kind of lets me see where I'm going and keeps me consistent. And, um, but that, that took a long time to figure out that, I mean, you know, really learning who I am and that I am a lazy individual who needs to have something so simple that the def- that the default is just like stupid. Like, again, like I said, that is super core for me. And mm-hmm. I get, I see these posts, like I'm in, I finally joined Reddit, which is like, I don't know about people probably knew about Reddit and I'd heard about Reddit, but Reddit is kind of fascinating because you see all these little threads and people talking about this stuff. And in the kettlebell one, it's, it always makes me laugh because there's people like, oh, I tried Simple and Sinister, which is the program I did for two and a half years, or I tried the Giant, which is the program I'm currently on. These are two exercises. In fact, in the Giant, you can almost consider them one because it's a clean and press, which I guess is technically two, but it, you do them together. So it's like one. I guess two minimum for me. I need to do, you know, I want to do this. And that just seems too much. And I'm like, well, did you even try it? I mean, minimum doing, doing something is better than doing nothing for, for 30 days or making, or assuming because it's so simple that you need something super, super complex with all these points of of failure that you're not going to be able to accomplish. Now as granted, if you are somebody who really likes complexity, complexity and has demonstrated that, you know, you need 10 exercises to do of 42 different variables with weird ladders of reps all the time. And that's what you enjoy. And that's what keeps you consistent. That's one thing. But if you're sitting there looking at exercise programs and then you're going, this one's only two exercise that can't work for me, but you've never done it and you've never done anything else is insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. You can't knock it till you try it. It's kind of like the cruises when you said, you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same. <laughs> it, it, you know, we, we talk about it all the time is until you've experienced something, you don't really have the knowledge to say whether or not it's something that you like. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you have a very different lens you're looking through. Um, what else was I going to say about, I think just, just adaptation and, and just that belief in change is kind of like what I was trying to get at. It's like, there's, there's so many components of like, when it comes to fitness or whatever it is, like, we talked about in previous episodes, you know, power, strength, flexibility, like all these different things we can all make, especially if we're not doing much, (laughs) like all of it can improve. So pick something. And like you said, try it, don't knock it. And then, then you can make your firsthand judgment on whether or not it was helpful or had any negative, you know, negative consequences for you or whatever. But um, starting low and going slow with any change in any activity um, I'm always encouraging it and I get really passionate about the, uh, um, you know, I do my little, you know, ups and downs of my intensity and what I'm doing and how much effort I'm putting into things. But, um, 
there's no doubt in my mind because it was ingrained in early in life with sports and other activities that there's no way in God's green earth that I will, unless I'm like physically incapable and, and granted you mentally have to have that will to do it, but there is no way that I want to be inactive at any point in my life. Now the intensity will change with what my body dictates, but I think we, um, mentally minimize the capabilities of our body way more um, than we should. But anyway. Any well, other- wrap, wrap that into kind of what you also said without boring episodes too much, because I don't want to do that. Yeah. But what you said is like, there's really these, these simple, consistent behaviors you do, you do on a path to wealth versus the, you know, the short kind of deflections. Mm-hmm. Like the lottery tickets and that kind of thing, or the fancy super high complex thing when you haven't even invested in a basic index fund, you're looking for something super complex. Yeah. Um, you know, that simple path towards wealth, there's the simple path towards health and mm-hmm. they are a hundred percent related. Uh, and I know we've talked about this before because you know, I see these people, oh, you need to save a mil- an extra million. Like everybody has an extra million running around. Um, for your long-term care because you're going to be decrepit in your old age. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe something save some money. But on the other hand, how about actually putting a focus on your health now where you're walking every day or maybe you're doing mm-hmm. farmer carries, which is where you take two heavy weights and literally walk with those like for 30 seconds and then do a couple sets of those, which is a whole body set of exercise and do that as consistently such that you don't need that long-term care because you're so decrepit. Like yeah. my... um. My goal for health is what was Alan Simpson? Did I bring this up? Alan Simpson, who was a senator from Florida, was a single single term Florida senator um, during uh, the Obama administration. It was when there was all this debate about uh, the Affordable Care Act, and he came up and gave this speech on the Senate floor. And he was a Democrat, and he was kind of criticizing the Republicans who are so anti everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "The Republicans' plan for health is don't get sick." And if you do, die quickly. And I remember hearing that. And I'm like, damn, that's a good plan. And I'm, I'm like, you guys heard my. I'm like, not when you, like, the current Republican thing. I, uh-huh. I, I have. I just drives me crazy. But when it comes to health, like, that's my goal. And actually, I'm like, that's a pretty damn good health plan. If we have the tools to help people, don't get sick. And then if they get really sick, instead of like spending all the money we do on end of life care, instead we just make them keep people comfortable and we all die quickly. That to me sounds fine. That's like, that's what I want to do. I'm just like, my goal is to, you know, work out, exercise, improve my sleep, improve my nutrition. I don't, you know, I don't smoke. I don't use tobacco products. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. So we're avoiding those things. Um, I'm trying to improve my connections, which is a huge one, uh, since con- your number of close connections at age 50 predicts your health at age 85. Um, but when I do finally get sick and decrepit, my plan is to die quickly. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I just, it, um, I'd rather have a, a long, healthy health span than a long, decrepit lifespan, which was something we talked about recently as well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And I had a thought in the middle of you talking and now it's, it's, it's gone somewhere. <laughs> so we'll just let that one go. Um, well, any, I mean, I think uh, our point behind all this is 
is that there is we're trying to empower people that you have a lot of impact on your own health for the future and that can be the most exciting thing too um and it does come from boring habits i guess it depends how you look at them but um well i think the biggest thing and i because i want to end this on something actionable like a lot of times we talk and I enjoy talking with you, but sometimes <laughs> if it's an external person, maybe they're like, oh, but you're not telling me anything specific. Well, here's something specific. Yeah. Pick one domain of your health that you want to work on. Then choose something that you're going to do and be consistent about for the next 100 days and then monitor it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what, what about specific there? Well, if you're going to, we're talking about a lot about movement here, pick some sort of single base movement and do it for the next 100 days. If it's, you want to do, it has to be something easy, something that you can either do at home or with minimal, minimal, um, uh, minimal effort. So maybe it's, uh, you're at the hospital you're going to take the stairs every day. That's all you're going to do is take the stairs instead of the elevator for the first three flights or whatever. I mean, if you work, you know, in one of these high rises with 14 stairs, I hope that'll be a little bit more difficult, uh, but say the first three flights you'll always do and just do it for the next hundred days and then see what happens. If it's not that, maybe you have a set of dumbbells. You're going to do a compound lift. Like a cl- I, I'm big into the clean and press because that's what I'm doing right now. You can do that with dumbbells. You can do it with, with barbells. You can do it with kettlebells. Do three sets of, of five with whatever that weight is for the next 100 days. You're going to see a difference. Mm-hmm. So um, don't make it too complex. Whatever it is, the key thing that you, you know, whatever is easiest for you, and then just do it for 100 days and make it s- not complex, but so minimal that if you choose not to do it on a day, which you shouldn't for the first hundred days, but if you choose not to, it's because you are telling yourself, I am choosing not to do this because I'm lazy and I don't want to do it rather than, oh, it's, I just didn't have the time or, oh, everything was overwhelming me today and blah, blah, blah. You know, all the excuses that we give because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And the, we're going to use that as an excuse for a lot of different things, but once you take the excuses away, it just becomes charting it day, day, day for a hundred days and then reevaluate where you are. So before you take us out, I'll say I will, I think I will make my one movement for this month to start to be, um, I have an over the door um, pull up bar. Mm -hmm. So put it in the way where you're going to see it. And every time you walk through the doorway, even though I probably it's been a while, I used to be able to do uh, pull-ups into the teens. Like for a woman, it's kind of like a big deal. <laughs> um, but even if I can't pull myself up, what I do is I jump. So modifications when you can't actually do the thing. And I just jump up and hold myself up for as long as I can. And then eventually slowly lower myself down and then eventually pull myself up. And then see over the next three months, um, actually, I'm thinking through the end of the year, see where I am and what those changes and what's exciting from that little boring habit. Yeah, I, well, uh, let me write it down. <laughs> so Melissa's <laughs> Melissa's pull-up. Pull-up challenge. <laughs> Daily pull-up challenge. Yeah, I'm going to write that down so we can check in on that in 100 days from now. And, yeah. I, and I love that because so that's, that's it'll super make, easy. It'll make me stronger. <laughs> it, it is. And um, way, way, way back when, when I was in high school, I did, or yeah, my, when I was high school, in my toilet in high school, I had a like a pull-up thingy. Actually, I had like a one of those, what are they called? Solo flexes or whatever. But you could put it in this position to make a pull-up bar out of it. 
Mm-hmm. And that was something I did was every time I walked into my room, I had to do a pull up and holy crap. I swear to God, by the end of the, I mean, obviously I was 18 at the time, mm-hmm. but, um, I think before I started college, I was doing like 20 pull-ups. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for you. And I think again, like folks, that's a good one. Other one to put some heavy weights on the ground and pick it up, yeah. like literally just pick it up mm-hmm. every day for a hundred days. You're going to see a difference. Yeah. Period. So the hundred yeah. day challenge, you heard it here. <laughs> and Melissa, right. Melissa's the pull-up challenge. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in my doorway to my office. There you go. There so, you go. It's going to be passed through on a daily or near daily basis. So perfect. Well, why don't you take us out? Uh, sure. Uh, well, thank you all for joining <laughs> us today. We're, we're talking about the, you know, very boring things to do for exciting long-term results. As always, if you have any comments or questions or want something to want to discuss something, you can email me directly at drkevin at thechangephysician.com or you can join the community at thechangephysician.com. And until next time, stay well. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.